0: Thousand followers don't matter nearly as enough as a thousand conversations. People really undervalue just having one-on-one conversations with people and getting to know them.
1: Welcome to Be Bold Brand, where we discuss the power of differentiating yourself through your own unique story and standout personal brand. In order to have a successful brand and business, you need to do two important things: build authority and communicate that authority in a way that attracts your ideal prospects. Well, that's why we are interviewing Brendan Kamarasami today, the founder of Master Talk. Brendan coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to help them become the top 1% communicators in their industry. He also has a popular YouTube channel called Master Talk, with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world.
2: Brendan, welcome to Be Bowl Branding.
0: Tanya, Michael, the pleasure is absolutely mine. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. You bet. I, we like to jump right into it. Specifically, what led you into teaching communication skills?
0: For sure, and in a nutshell, Michael, it was an accident. I went to business school (laughs) to study the literal opposite of what I do today, which is accounting. So I graduated in that field, and I always thought I was going to be a boring numbers guy. But when I got to business, I started competing in these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So (laughs) yeah, that's kind of the only way to explain this. So while other guys my age are playing basketball or rugby or football. I wasn't much of a sports guy, so I did presentations competitively. And that's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, YouTube, I started coaching for free mostly. A lot of the students in university and college, so they could win competitions too. And I accidentally got really good at communication. Yeah. So I just started making videos on, on YouTube because I thought it would just help people. And here we are.
2: That's a great story, though.
1: Oh, yes, it It, is.
2: You know what stands out right off the bat is you did it just almost as, I guess, a labor of love, didn't you? Just like passionate pastime turned incredible business.
1: Yeah. And you know, Brendan, when I first started in the branding world, I didn't even know the term personal branding back then. I was actually selling vacuum cleaners door to door to pay my way through college. Talk about just stumbling on something, getting into this by accident. I just realized I was pretty good at helping to craft my story in a way that I could get in the door and sell a lot of vacuum cleaners and pay for my tuition. And it was pretty simple. And then I got into the media world and realized, okay, I got to up my act now. I've got to keep Keep improving. And I think so many people uh, fall into their careers. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about where your own communication style comes from, because I've watched several of your YouTube videos. You do have a beautiful way of clearly communicating things and helping people to understand things about communication. But where did your style come from?
0: For sure, Tanya. That's an excellent question. And thanks for sharing your story. That's so fascinating. You went from selling vacuum cleaners (laughs) to getting into media. That's fascinating. So I would say for me, Tanya, it's really been about let's go to style first, which is for me, style is not something that comes overnight, something you develop over time. But you could only develop it through quantity. So for me at the beginning, there was no style. I'm in my mother's basement making videos with my phone. I have no money in my pocket. I'm just going, uh, hi guys. Uh, welcome to Master Talk." And for those who don't believe me, go watch my first videos. They're still there. <laughs> and then over time, what happens... Is once we do more, we just implement, we execute more, then we start to gravitate towards a style, which brings me to the other point, which is then I selected three speakers that I felt I wanted to replicate more of their styles. So for me, styles just take a little bit from everybody and sprinkle it on onto you and you're unique. That's the way I think about it. So Mm -hmm. Gary Vaynerchuk's candor and aggression. I didn't want all of it. I wanted that minus the swearing so that was gary <laughs> and then seth godin i love how throw he is he's a very thoughtful individual the mm-hmm. godfather of marketing is the title i give him all the time and how he thinks and alex hermosi who's more recently got a lot of credit for for the work that he does in making business education accessible. I just love his story, but also how he's able to disseminate insights in a really concise and effective way and like talk about Chick-fil-A at the same time. So I wanted a combination of all these three people in a suit.
2: I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If you think about it, there's nothing new under the sun, right? And I think I heard you quote Picasso about that. Remind us of that quote,
0: Absolutely. Very observant. So, yes, the quote from Picasso, Tanya, to your point, is good artists copy, but great artists steal. And what, <laughs> yeah. P- what, what Picasso means, I mean, I don't think he means like actually stealing from other people. There's a great book on this by Austin Kleon called Steal Like an Artist. But essentially what what he's arguing is that when you take a little bit of inspiration from everybody, you become your own unique person. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that Mm -hmm. because we are all only made up of our experiences, right? And so every person's experiences are unique and there's no way you can be somebody else.
2: Right. I'm a music fan, especially guitarist, and I can't play, but I really enjoy it. And there's always a story about Eddie Van Halen and Steve Ray Vaughan comes around and he sneaks up onto the stage before a concert and Eddie Van Halen's flying V guitar standing there. And this guy's telling a story and he's like, and Steve Ray Vaughan snuck up on the stage and got it, you know, nobody around and he just started playing it. And the guy's like, oh, what did he sound like? And he said, he sounded like Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter whose guitar he's playing. He sounds like his style, you know, the thing that he invented. So yeah, that's really good. What do you think is the best way for people to find their own speaking style if they're not sure?
0: Yeah, absolutely, Michael. You know, the way I think about it is at the beginning, it's really just execution. So for me, like a couple of things to get us started, like send video messages to people that you love. You don't need to post it on social media. Send people like birthday notes or holiday notes. Just showing them how much you appreciate having them in your life. That's one piece. Another one is like the random word exercise, right? Pick a random word like light bulb, like ceiling, like home. Create random presentations out of thin air. So you can't really figure things out or think about it. You just got to go. Or when I was on my first podcast, I didn't know how to answer questions. People just asked me a bunch of stuff. And I was like, oh, I should have thought of that one. I never really considered that question. And then what happens over time, Michael, to your point, is we find our style. And we find it through two main areas. One is when we do our videos, we look back and we re-listen to ourselves and we go, this is what I like and this is what I probably want to avoid. And we refine it throughout. And then the other piece is really studying other personal brands. Like I spend a lot of my time studying hundreds of speaking personal brands and I feel that same piece applies there. It's just now for speaking, it becomes... What is that person's vocal tones that I like that I want to put into mind or the way that person pauses as examples? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting to me because I watch a lot of TEDx talks and try to figure out, okay, which you know the ways people present things which are more compelling and we're always looking for that right but how do you if you don't even know where to start what would you do first I love your idea by the way of just shooting short videos even if you're not posting them anywhere I think that's a great thing to do but is there like a step one two three it's like okay first find something that you love to talk about what would be those first like two or three steps
0: For sure, Tanya. And this advice won't apply to everybody, but hopefully it gets to most people since most of your audience is trying to build a personal brand. So there's three parts to this framework, which ties in nicely to step one, step two, step three that you mentioned there, that I teach people called QIT. So what does QIT stand for? Questions, insights, titles so let's start with bare bones when I was a 22 year old kid starting to make YouTube videos against PhDs in the subject of communications obviously I didn't have the the same academic career but what I had was QIT so Q was just questions so I would have dinners with people that I wanted to serve and for my th- first thousand people on YouTube it was just the people in my local community other university students I never thought it would be a business and I would sit down have dinner and say what questions do you guys have about speaking? And then somebody would go, hey, how do you present in a second language, Brendan? Somebody else would go, oh, how do I remove my anxiety at my new job? And I would write all of these questions down. And then moving on to I, Tanya, what I would do is every single day where I was a little bit lazy, every few days, so like twice a week, I would take one of those questions and I would book an hour in my calendar and try and give the best possible answer that I could to that question. Let's take how to present in a second language. I realized nobody had posted a video on that subject. So I was like, oh, like I speak three languages. I can make that. So I sat there for an hour and I was like, oh, that's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you do. Which is essentially you write in your first language, translate it into English, and then present it to English native speakers so they can fix your vocabulary. It's very simple steps. Nobody told them before in a video. And then the third piece is just T for titles, which is you just figure out the right title that answers somebody's question which is simply how to present in a second language. So I would implement QIT for those who are getting started.
1: Oh, great advice, great advice. advice. It's kind of like people learning to write a book, right? And when I sat down to write the first book, I, I put a bunch of titles down. Like, first of all, what do we get asked all the time? What do we know really, really well and put it in an order that really flows? So it's like, first you do this, then you do this, and then you do this and simply explain it. And I found that was just the best way to do it. And that sounds really, really similar.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Do you think that public speaking, things like that also can affect how people run meetings? I know that you've got some pointers on how people can run effective meetings, which effectively is speaking in front of people just a smaller crowd, which always, by the way, scared me more than a big crowd. <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> me too, by the way, Mike. I don't know if you two know this, but I have a crooked left arm. I have a physical disability. I spoke my whole life in a language I didn't even know. And I studied in a subject that has nothing to do with communication, AKA accounting. So yeah, very, very empathetic to, to the journey. And that's why I'm so confident if I could do it, heck, anyone can. So going back to your point, Michael, around meetings, So there's three easy questions here we can ask ourselves whenever we go into a meeting. The first one, which is very simple, but often overlooked is what's the goal of the meeting? And if I looked at your calendar, to anyone who's listening to this and I showed you every meeting you had and I said, give me the goal for every single one. A lot of people who are listening to this will go, well, Brent, I don't know, I just got to show up. That's what they told me, so that's number one. (laughs) So don't go to those meetings. Number two is what's the contribution? So this is where things get a little bit more interesting, which is now the goal is clear, but do I specifically need to be in the meeting? And we find a lot, let's say, in the corporate world or people have big, bigger companies, people pull you into meetings you don't need to be in. Mm-hmm. So it's important for you to just communicate more effectively and go like, hey, I don't need to be in this meeting. You can do it. You're awesome. And then question three, for the top one to three meetings, Michael, that matter the most in the week. We can't prepare for every meeting, but just like the top three, top one. How do we communicate our ideas in a way that adds value and inspires the people around us with our ideas? And for those one to three meetings every week, applying the 80-20 principle for those three, then we prep a lot more. We make sure that we crush those meanings.
2: Mm-hmm. Very good. Very good stuff. Yeah. We really like it because it's concise and people can apply these things and they can start literally, if they have meetings later on, you know, in the week after this is aired, they they automatically start applying some of these things to help be more effective in what they're doing.
1: Yeah. So let's dig a little bit more into who is Brendan. Okay. So you've told a little bit about like how you got started. You started out as an accountant and now you are a master communicator that teaches others how to masterfully communicate. So what's one thing that most people don't know about you, Brendan, and something they wouldn't be able to see on social media?
0: Yeah, you'd be surprised how many times I get this question, Tanya. So, so now I'm pretty open book. Everyone knows everything about me at this point. I would say one thing that I say a lot, though, is I speak three languages, but I can karaoke at eight of them. So I can speak. <laughs> I love different. it. So that's a fun one. And that's something I've actually been really bad at on YouTube. That That's a big weakness is I'm really bad at bringing up my personality on YouTube because I, I present in a very formal way. When I'm on YouTube whereas on a podcast a lot easier to be a little bit more loosey-goosey so yes I speak uh I I, can, I don't speak eight languages but I can karaoke in eight
1: now <laughs> that's, that's awesome that's what, fascinating all right
2: what three do you speak We English probably French being in Montreal and and, and then Tamil
0: which, Tamil would be the third one
2: got you okay well. First off, kudos for that. So, absolutely,
1: you know. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brendan, we always ask this of our guests: if our listeners have the freedom to visit one place in the world, anywhere, which place would you recommend they visit, and why?
0: <laughs> I I have such boring answers to this question. I would pick Columbus, Ohio, and and I- the reason is because there's an event I go to every year. It's like. The, the best three days ever, besides obviously time with family during the holidays, which would be weird to invite your audience to. So so Columbus, Ohio has an event called Summit of Greatness that Lewis hosts. He's like the host of the School of Greatness podcast. I love that event. It's just so much fun. People people should go to it. That's that's that would be my recommendation.
1: Strangely enough, I spent the last twenty three years in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs>
2: We love that city. We love that city. We, in
1: fact, we're <laughs> headed there in two weeks. Uh, two of our children are up in Columbus. They live in Columbus, so we are headed up there in a couple of weeks. I have never been to that event nor heard of that event up in that area, strangely enough. I have no idea why. Now you have me intrigued. Yeah, I, will we'll look, be, I will look into it. Yeah, we'll be
2: looking into that.
1: I have to say Columbus. I've got to give Columbus kudos because it is an incredible city. Multicultural, uh, really well versed in like it's it just has a little bit of everything. It's a total beautiful melting pot. So many things to do. An independent restaurant like a uh, testing market. You know, it's it's unbelievable the food you can get there if you're a foodie at all.
2: Right? Yeah, And you can still get around pretty good. Traffic isn't absolutely horrific. You just pretty much want to be there between like May and September.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. That's true. What's your favorite thing about Columbus other than that?
0: I mean, to to your to your guys's point, I was surprised that I even like Columbus. And if it wasn't for that event, I don't think I ever would have went to Columbus in my lifetime. I, I agree with the the main point, which is there's not a lot of traffic, not a lot of people there. Like it's not very crowded is one piece. The other piece I like is the Columbus Commons. There's like this place in Columbus where there's like a run, a nice trail. So I always run it every year when I'm there in September with uh, with during the event. So so it's a lot of fun
1: yeah oh yeah it's such a beautiful city it really is i enjoyed every minute of living there have to say
2: so what is one piece of advice brendan that you would advise people about personal branding and communication
0: for sure michael i mean we could spend an hour on this i know right but i would say the biggest piece that i feel a lot of people don't talk enough about is a thousand followers don't matter nearly as enough as a thousand conversations. Here was my perspective when I started Master Talk, which is very different than most people have. Because most people go like, "How did you get all these subscribers? Did they just come out of the sky? Did the algorithm support you?" The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is definitely not. My mindset, which I think is absolutely unique in the industry, team, is even if I had to guest on ten thousand podcasts, I would do it because even if the hosts were the only people listening to me, at least I would have 10,000 new friends and they would introduce three of their friends to my YouTube channel and I would hit 30,000. That was my mindset from the beginning. And even now, the mindset is still the same. How I got my first thousand subscribers, a lot of people think it's my algorithm. No, 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 I just DM 2,000 people, right? All my network. I said, I coached them all for free for three years. I didn't even know you could charge to be a coach. And they (laughs) all landed big jobs and I said, guys, I. I don't even try to monetize. It's just like, help me grow this. So we can impact more lives. And that's the key. People really undervalue just having one-on-one conversations with people and getting to know them.
2: Could not have said it better. Oh, yeah. that's
1: fantastic. Totally
2: our charge. We you know we've been at this game for 11 years and helping people build brands in six different countries. And 46 states in the United States and Tanya and I did two things last year about midway point. We decided it was the, that 2023 was going to be the year of saying no. So we started pushing away those things that seemed important, but they were not. And they were taking away from the very important things that we do. And the other thing was having meaningful conversations with people, because I think that we are seeing this big shift, especially in social media. The days of Gary Vaynerchuk are over. Right. Social media was a big, wide open platform back then. And of course, he is well-deserved of of all his following. But next impossible to do anymore. Uh, we have the, to all, amass all of them, that
1: many followers. All sure. of the
2: social medias have moved more towards like geographically related areas. And we begin to notice these trends and we said, you know what, we need to just be having very good conversations with people around us. And we teach our clients that to see the value in 10 downloads. If you could have 10 people listening to what you're saying in a room, have do you have value in that? And the answer to that is yes, you do. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But you need to you need to foster
1: it. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. you know Gary Vaynerchuk's one of my greats too. I absolutely love him. And when he amassed so many followers in such a short period of time, it's like everybody wanted to get there, but they were late to the party right <laughs> yeah, <Lord>. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's like shoot, could it still happen? Yes, but it's really hard to make that happen on that biggest scale anymore. It's really, really tough. But again, it goes back to you know back when I was in the media world and the internet was introduced, that's how long ago that was, right? <laughs> people would say, oh, impressions, impressions are what it's all about. And I would say to them, don't worry about impressing 50,000 people. Just talk to 50 you want to work with.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: I think that makes a huge difference. Well, tell everybody what's the best way for them to learn more about you or contact you, Brendan.
0: Absolutely. It was such a pleasure to be on the show, you two. Thanks for having me. So two ways to keep in touch. The first one is the YouTube channel. Just go to Master Talk in one word, and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And number two is to register for one of our free live communication workshops. You can see a lot of tips live, and you can go to rockstarcommunicator.com for that.
1: Yep. Well, we have truly enjoyed this conversation with you, Brendan. Some great nuggets of wisdom.
0: Very good stuff. Pleasure was absolutely mine.
1: Brought to you by Brandface, the only comprehensive personal brand building system across the globe.